0: It was the final voyage of America's mightiest battleship. What's on this helicopter? This little sweetheart.
1: Miss July 89. God, I love this business. I love you. Too. The party was wild. Love you again. They really knocked him dead. Imagine this arsenal of tactical nuclear weapons falling into the wrong hands. The Pentagon never did. Four minutes ahead of
0: schedule. Damn, I'm good. Now, a team of terrorists have taken over. Wake up the president. But there's just one thing they didn't count on. The cook.
2: Nicole! Are you like some special forces guy or something? No, I'm just a cook. Oh my god, we're gonna die. Ah! This is not the work of a cook. I want you to coordinate your efforts with us. Yes, sir. I see that you completely disobeyed my orders. Roger that. Ryback is an ex-seal. Expert in martial arts. Explosives.
0: Stand fast! Weapons and tactics.
1: I also cook. The Nimitz is tracking two tomahawks just launched from the Missouri. Where are they headed? Honolulu. Happy trails. Stephen Seagal. I know you, don't I? Tommy Lee Jones. Been a long time. I'll see you in hell, Santa Boy. Under siege. What are you talking about? No, it just, it just is recording on here. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. We're back again second launch of the evening shout out elon musk we are here to in tommy lee july
2: what does elon musk have to do with anything he
1: launched rockets into space
2: oh oh, i see i see
1: well i think trump did but elon musk took credit for it it's that or the other way around
2: right and uh
1: yeah we're back let's quick recap what'd you miss uh steven seagull's a terrible actor
2: yeah that's um, about it but, but, but who are we focusing on primarily this month?
1: Thomas Lee
2: Jones. This yeah. week,
0: month. Month. Yeah, after. I w- this was my pick. I wanted to watch a uh, Rolling Thunder, but that's not available like anywhere. It's one of those lost movies like White Man's Burden. We come up with so many
2: of those on this show. Cool. <laughs>
1: There's there something
2: else. The strangest one is fucking uh the Lost in Space movie, the like the '90s version. Like that,
0: that is just gone. Like, do you think? Do you think Netflix owns the rights to that title
2: now and just decided to shit can it? I mean, possibly, but you would think they just want to just if they owned it, just throw it on Netflix? Like, why not? Right. Kipsey Matt LeBlanc
1: doing his thing,
2: and Gary Oldman's in that movie, and
1: uh, yeah, he's the he's the creepy doctor.
2: And yeah. Lacey Chabert, if I remember, Lacey Chabert. Yeah, um,
1: what's the so, movie I found that he had that the Tommy Lee Jones movie? I was thinking, I, I don't know what this movie's about, but it's called Black Moon Rising from 1986. Never and heard. He plays of it. a character called
2: Quint. Oh shit! It's a hmm. Jaws prequel.
1: A thief it's a hundred minutes, so perfect.
2: Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> a
1: thief, Quint, is hired by the Justice Department to steal incriminating tapes from a corrupt corporation. The tapes vanish when Quint hides them in the back of a hydrodynamic powered racing car that's stolen by a hot car ring. That's my pick.
2: That sounds amazing. Yeah. Is it available anywhere? Uh, that's a great point. You, you gotta look, because if we can't watch it, it's I mean, it sounds awesome, but
1: it is free on Tubi.
2: Hell yeah. Oh, Fuck yeah, yeah, but all hey, right, yeah. yeah it, And we got no Alec this week because Alec had no Alec. Alec. But we got Sean. No so we yeah. we, tr- we traded it a Sean for an Alec. Sean, yeah. did you get to listen to last week's show at all? No, I had I haven't. But I uh, what did, uh
0: Alec- No, no. What did Alec think I don't want to throw off the algorithms? What did uh Alec <laughs> think of Westworld? What was his had- score? I'm curious. Didn't he give it like a three, three? It was the <laughs> <little> score <laughs> of the whole of the whole he, month?
1: He hated it. Was it was he in- he was his least Why? favorite robot movie. Why did he, he hate it? Everything.
2: He said okay. that the the effects were bad. That the uh, he thought the story was boring. Like uh, it was like everything. It was. I I think, much,
0: do you realize how much that computer vision cost in nineteen ninety two or
1: whatever? Oh, that's what uh, like they, Kobe was saying. It's the first yeah. time they they ever did that. Yeah, yeah they had to send
0: it to some like legit science lab to get them yeah. to do it. I think wild.
1: It's because Alex saw the show. And the first yeah. season of the show, I guess I still haven't seen the show, but he says the first season of the show is a better version of this movie. I mean, this movie. I mean, I got there's a lot of flaws in Westworld, but I still love it. I, 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 love, I, it I love it for what it what it wanted to be. It's, it's is it
0: one of those things now though? Because it. so many things are derivative of
2: it. It seems like quaint. Do you think that's what it is? Possibly. I don't do you know. Mean, do you mean for Alec or just in general? Because I think. Alec. It, I I really don't know. I think it. I think a lot of it has to do like what with the fact that he doesn't like westerns. Like that does, that's first yeah, of all, and like I think a lot of the a lot of the charm of that movie is that it's poking fun at westerns, right? Like right. the the stuff that they do is like silly and over the top, but they're all western tropes. And I got into it in the show last week, but even getting Yul Brenner is, is just a nod to yeah. the wild bunch the, the like, seven or, or yeah. magnificent seven. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it, you know, I think that Alec like just doesn't, if he doesn't, if you don't give a shit about Westerns, then like, that's a major part of the movie that you're just like, yeah, whatever. Like these right. are just cowboys. Like I don't give a shit. So I don't know. I don't know how anyone can like Bicentennial man more than Westworld, but what do I know?
0: But yeah, I mean, it. I don't know
2: how anyone can like Bicentennial man full shot <laughs> yeah, period yeah
1: absolutely Well oh, that was yeah that was uh, so that was his least favorite it's robot unbelievable. movie, unbelievable. and it was he my a, it was my highest rated robot movie of the he m- is
0: certainly a wild card
1: well
2: he i really I, is. I said to him last week that i'm on like a losing streak because all of my recommendations he is just absolutely hated so it's it's it's, uh, it's bad for me
0: they just put future world on prime i haven't seen that before but i'm curious
2: I like that movie. Um, anyway, uh, so let's uh, let's get into what we watched this week. Uh, we watched peak, uh,
1: peak Performance, Seagal Under Siege.
2: No, but I mean, aside from that, what else did we watch? Sean.
1: Sean. Uh,
0: I watched one thing. One, one thing? thing. I watched uh, Scott Adkins Avengement. Is the oh, Avengement? Is that the one where he's got a grill? Yeah, it's the best Scott Adkins movie.
2: I feel, like I feel like I've yeah. watched that. Have I seen that?
0: It just came out, I think. No, like I guess the not. Year. Um, wow. It's, it's funny because I think me and Gogs talked about this with Accident Man where it's like, oh, they're trying to make like a real movie. Right, and like his last couple of movies have wandered into that. Like, I'm expecting a Scott Adkins movie, but I'm getting like an attempt at a real movie with Scott Adkins shit. I, I like
1: Accident Man. I, I like Accident weird. Man
0: a lot too, but it wasn't like Ninja Two or anything. no, you know what I no mean? it was
1: like he, he had like dialogue, like he spoke for most of that movie. Well, this is that
0: movie. This is half a real movie and half a Scott Adkins movie, like perfectly dead in the
2: middle. Uh what did you watch it on?
0: It's on Netflix. I think it's a Netflix original. It's that guy uh, Jesse Johnson or whatever that guy's name is that he's been doing movies with lately. I think he oh, directed okay. *Accident Man*. But uh, it's uh, the best way I can describe this movie is it's Bronson, but they accidentally sent Scott Adkins instead of Tom Hardy, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, we gotta you know make chicken salad out of chicken shit or whatever." <laughs> but he he gets to keep his accent, and Scott Adkins has developed into like a really solid actor.
2: Over so the years, more, it's more like Scott acts and acts kids, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, like it started. I think kind of with like that last um, that last Boyka movie. Me and Gogs yeah. watched that. I don't know if did, <laughs> if you watched it, I've seen it. Um, yeah, I really liked it. But he's been re- getting really good, and he's direct to video movies. Man, go back and watch Undisputed Two, which is a movie I loved, and I think everybody was kind of like okay on. But it looks like dog shit. It looks like you expect a mid two thousands DTV movie to look. Yeah, and this looks like a real movie. So yeah. like the the mid to low budget DTV films, and I guess that would include the Indonesian movies too. The cinematography and direction has gone way
2: up.
1: Not like, and it, Yeah,
2: and the karate's so, good. I assume
1: it's fantastic. I mean, he is Scotty karate.
0: <laughs> he is, but it's like a British gang prison movie British gangster movies
1: are typically fun if done well yeah Uh, I I like the
2: fact that he gets to keep his accent we always complain about that like just let them keep their accents
1: yeah he
0: has an accident man but in this it's it's a much like bigger part to chew on right and it's really good so but yeah besides that I have just been like huffing spray paint the
1: last two days Nice. What was the other thing he yeah. did that I liked? That was kind of uh, was it the debt collector? The that debt collector too.
2: Well,
1: they just no, no, they just had a sequel come out. The debt collector oh, okay. was years ago, like two years back. I think debt okay. collectors is now the the sequel. Oh, okay. oh shit! I think it's the same director too. De- debt collector was debt collector was was good, but it had some weird heavy handedness. Like they kept cross cutting with like pictures of a slaughterhouse. That was kind of like okay, I get it. Oh but it's like the, uh luke basson theory <laughs> yeah like all right yeah gotcha this is what's yes yes i understand what you're going yeah. for here because i could not understand it because this is very in your face yeah
0: looking for scott Atkins, right
1: man yep
0: yeah uh, i don't know if like real movies will exist in the next like five or six years Right. And if not, he could be poised to be like a breakout humongous star if everything just in direct-to-video
2: movie.
1: Oh, yeah. He's yeah. like he's like well-positioned for this. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy in career great. was ready for coronavirus. Oh, yeah, he's the guy, great. The
2: guy's fantastic. Yeah,
0: how, how did he not end up in like – well, I know he was in Doctor Strange for two seconds. Like,
1: But like is a real part of the MCU? Yeah, or uh, the DC. Or even DC. It's like, not sure like they got anything going on.
2: Yeah. Or like you know what I'd like to see him uh, show up in is one of the My like asshole. Well, besides that, uh, I I'd like to see him work with the the guys we talk about. I feel like every week the Indonesian guys like yeah him in one of those style he, action movies would well, be a he, he was
1: he was in that triple threat was oh that. yeah 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 triple threat was good triple threat was like I bought that that was like a that's like an everybody under the sun like Tiger Chen yeah. Ico U S. Tony Jaw, Scott Atkins, Michael Jai White, Michael Bespin—like like it was yeah. like Michael Bespin, the Cloud City
0: guy, or are you nah. talking about Michael Bisping, the fighter, Bisping
2: okay. yeah. <laughs> from from Twin Peaks: The Return.
0: Yeah, like, it's a it was, it was a who's who of who's me and you. It's like
1: all our favorite actors, but it was—I mean, it was fun. It was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, like, and he's the fucking—he's the bad guy. Like Tony, you see Tony Jaw kind of come back. Cause I know he was he had some shit going on. Oh yeah, he yeah. had
2: a, he had a lot of shit going on. So did, it, you guys,
1: did you guys watch that video I sent you all from like Vanity Fair, where it's him breaking down fight scenes? Um, not no, good job, but uh, I do that. Uh-uh. I thought I texted everybody remember it was what, it was great. It was just like him. They're like showed you, him fight scenes from movies, and he just sort of talked about the scene. You, did
2: you start working at Vanity Fair? How the fuck did that happen?
1: Well, I know, right? It's <laughs> a weird. <laughs> It's, it's like, a really it, weird interview to have, but it was it's like.
2: It's a weird time of day at, at times we live in because like, uh, Teen Vogue has been putting out a lot of really good articles lately, and it's like, Teen Vogue? Like, what the Yeah, fuck? They're, like, they're like a fucking full on commie newspaper now. Right? It's amazing. It's like, what? And anyway, uh, anything else, Sean? No, that was it. And you pass the mic, too. Goggles.
1: So I watched uh, three films. Oh, shit. Yes. In addition to the one film we were required to watch by law, yeah. So, Guys, I'm not going to lie.
0: Oh, I, under siege took me three sittings.
1: Oh, yeah, I I, under siege is. I watched it while I played video games. I watched it on one monitor while I was playing video games on another. Yeah,
2: monitor. that was a smart play. Also, oh, we. I forgot. This is a. We got to go right away. My sixty dollars is on the line because. Oh yeah, your, no, we'll
1: go right to it.
2: Your homework was to watch Becky, and, and I did. Didn't, if you didn't love it. You you were gonna get sixty American dollars from me, no, and
1: I and I and I, I did I all the reactions that you anticipated were there. The first, yeah. from her first kill, I, I sat here by myself and did a, Ooh, <laughs> like yeah. it was like it's um, so good, right? Like she the 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 young woman who plays Becky is great.
2: <laughs> Her name's Lulu Wilson. Lulu Wilson. Oh, your
1: best friend now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: My best friend. Yeah. Well,
1: Lulu Wilson is great in it. Like she will she's gonna do some I hope she does some more stuff because she was really good. Um Joel McHale, who I normally can't stand, really good. Yeah, he was um, good,
2: and I I I'm there with you. I actually don't think I mentioned him much when last week, but he is but he was, very he was, good. He was,
1: he was, he's not in it much, but what he's in it, he's great in it.
2: He's very good. That's crazy because if
1: you
0: mentioned it's a movie with Kevin James and Joel McHale, I would have tapped out before you finished the sentence. Kevin oh,
1: James in this Kevin movie, is excellent. Is given his show. This is done like so. Like real talk, I liked Kevin James stand up. I always like King of Queens. His movies are terrible. I right? don't even
2: know if he did stand up. I thought he was just a comedic actor. I didn't no, know. No, no, he
1: did. His stand up's pretty funny. But, like, so, um, King Queen's, I liked his movies, terrible, right? Um, oh, yeah. But it's sort of, I, I'm having, I had a moment almost as much as I had with, um, what's Jim from The Office's name? Um, John uh, like Krasinski? John Krasinski, right. So, John Krasinski, Jim from The Office is fine. Kind of seems like a prick. Um, like you wouldn't like. I don't think I'd like him in real life, but like,
2: uh, I was like, yeah. I this,
1: guy, this guy's real one note, whatever.
2: So, uh, pause real quick because I ahead. I didn't know this. So, um, I watched uh, this YouTube series, Some More News. I, I love them yeah. to the yeah, so death. Yeah, yeah. They had this this takedown video of Jim Krasinski. Is that his name? I know John Krasinski. Just... Oh, John, yeah. John Krasinski. Because John Krasinski came up with this youtube show called some more good news and it was kind of a joke at first but this video like so he ended up selling this show to cbs or something for like millions of dollars and so this video like started out as kind of like uh you know a ribbing of him like lightheartedly and then like went on with how john john krasinski is just a fucking like he just steals everybody's ideas like do you remember um that movie that came out on Netflix with Stanley Tucci and uh, I forget who the, the, the other girl in it was. But it was called The Silence. And everybody was like, oh, this is just like A Quiet Place. Well, apparently uh, it's based on a book that came out like three years before The Quiet Place. And it just didn't oh. it took a while to get the movie made. Wow. And it's like very similar. So it's like, hmm. Anyway.
1: Well, I guess that sort of takes down what I was about to say, but anyway. I derailed you completely, but sorry. Well, up until this point, I had nothing – I had really no – I mean, John Krasinski take him or leave him, and then I saw the Quiet Place, and I was like, wow, he's really good in it. This is a really good movie. It's really well directed. Him and his actual wife had very good chemistry in it. Like, this is –
2: like that movie. I mean, I still like that movie. It
1: completely changed my opinion on him. This has changed my opinion on Kevin James. Like, this – Kevin James is – Quite, it's like watching. It's it's like watching. It's not as much like watching uh, Sandler in Uncut Gems, but it, it isn't that far off the mark. Like it's like yeah, it's him, very similar. yeah,
2: it's very. Similar.
1: He's he's outside of his typical realm. He's given this ultra. I mean, there's no humor about his character. It is no. just it is just deathly serious, and he pulls up. He is menacing. Yeah, he is super menacing in this role. Okay, like, weird question. Who's the more
0: menacing fat comedian? Him in this movie or John Goodman in Ten Cloverfield Lane Gox?
1: Him in
2: this movie. Ooh. I disagree. But, I mean but, I mean John Goodman's a better actor. John I mean, Goodman's it, a John
1: Goodman's a better actor. John Goodman's but there's this there this guy maybe it's just my typical recency bias, but he is legit. He's like fucking scary in this movie. It's a different but kind of like,
2: scary too. But It's like Tank, a quiet
1: scary. Yeah. In Tank it's
2: like, Lane, it's more of like an insanity, like kind of weird yeah, horror yeah. movie kind of thing. This is more direct, like vo- like quiet <laughs> but it's, violence. But it's, but it's like, of. yeah, it's
1: like, it's like completely like, yeah, like John Goodman's kind of nuts. Like, and he's sort of, he's, he's a bad guy, but he thinks he's a good guy. Like, this is like a guy who knows he's evil.
2: Oh yeah. And it's okay. like
1: just completely at peace with it. Like uh it's and he's evil. Like, so um no, Becky was really good. It's really well shot. I was texting TJ during it. It's gross. There's like it's super throwback y to like um I spit on your grave and last house on the left. It's oh. like
2: yeah, it's if, nice too that it's a revenge movie, a female revenge movie without any rape. No rape in this movie. Not even, no,
1: even not even close. Not even implied. Yeah, which is like not even so like, refreshing. Not even a threat of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's like, it, uh, if I have one complaint, I wish there was more henchmen she could have gone through. That'd be yeah, it.
2: I had the same. I had the same. Uh, but critique. if you take a,
1: if you take a step back, there is just enough henchmen that it seems plausible. Like it seems like okay. She could have worked her way through three guys. Yeah, if she'd have worked her way through seven, that would have been you know
2: probably a little little over the top, a little much. Yeah,
1: but uh, no, it's really it's really good. I don't know. I don't. I'm not familiar with the actress who was going to play her to be stepmother. Um, Yeah, but she was. Everyone was good in it. There's no. There's not a. There's. It's a small cast, but there's not a weak performance in the whole thing. Um, Did anybody direct it? Uh no, I don't think anyone I'm aware of.
2: It was two guys that directed it. They directed that movie Bushwick that is on Netflix. Oh, that okay. Alex said wasn't Alex saw it. Yeah, yeah. It, but that's a, isn't that a oneer? Yeah, it's like a one take movie. Yeah, Yeah. but that it, and it, that's like about all that they've done. It's uh, they're like they're. I looked up their filmography. They really haven't done much. It's something called
1: Cooties anything. in 2014. But that's it. They're they're, oh, they're, they're Cooties. Didn't you see that dogs where the chicken nuggets make
0: all the kids crazy?
1: no i did not woods in it oh no but it sounds kind of funny (laughs) Um, Silly. well this apparently these two direct everything together and this is lulu oh no okay what else is lulu wilson has she done anything
2: else yeah she's in ouija Two. she's been on the the podcast she's like a little girl she's the younger sister in uh in uh ouija Two. she's in um so
1: she's royalty
2: She's in haunted the haunting on Hill House, and that's probably because of Mike Flanagan because he directed both of those things. Um, she's in
1: Annabelle.
2: She's a yeah. lot of like, like but she's all, she's like super young. She's only Ready like player four, one. I think she yeah, but she got her scene got cut. <laughs> oh, damn. I read up on her after after this movie, uh, but yeah, she's she's very young. She's only like fourteen or fifteen years old.
1: Well, she's Ooh. got she keeps it up. She's gonna do she's gonna do great. She's she
2: she fucking kicks ass. So yeah I thought she was excellent,
1: so I've really enjoyed it. Your money is safe, so good job uh i watched nice i'm gonna, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna talk real briefly about a movie I watched that sucked and then get to a movie I like <laughs> uh, I watched the second Godzilla movie without watching the first Godzilla movie. oh, the first um, one's bad well, the second one's terrible, so I guess I didn't miss out um. Godzilla King of the Monsters is a mess. Uh from cover to cover. I don't know what's going on. Uh it's got this as soon as Thomas Middlefitch showed up on screen, I was like, well, I'm done. Um who's that? One of this guy from the IT crowd, and he's on a bunch of commercials. He's just totally overexposed. Um I don't know like the movie is like about vera flamingo trying to destroy the world to avenge her son who got killed oh. by godzilla
2: i don't know the movie is so bad like and got, here's the thing here's the thing right and god i'm sure you'll agree with me on this because this is my biggest problem with the movie it, everything well they they like you know the first the first godzilla the american the 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 one the one that came out a few years ago by uh evans uh the, the bad evans right <laughs> um That movie sucked because every time you're about to see something cool, it cut away. Like, you didn't get to see Godzilla until, like, the last, like, ten minutes of that movie. Mm -hmm. And that was a big problem. And I thought when they they showed the trailers for this one and they had all the monsters that you were going to get more monster fighting. Right. But they do the exact same fucking thing. Every time you're you're about to see a monster fight, it just cuts to the people. And it's like, I don't care about these characters at all. Like, show me the fucking monsters fighting. And they don't. It's like... Yeah.
1: For some reason, these dongs are floating around. Like, they're, like, flying around uh, in some sort of, like, flying fortress. Or they're in, like, fucking VTOL, like, uh, whatever those things are called. Like, the, the most unstable aircraft of all time. Aircraft are falling out of the fucking sky in this movie. Yeah, they're, like, they're going out of fucking, season. Like,
2: they're, like, in the, uh, like a shield helicarrier or some bullshit. Like, I, I don't like, know. Yeah.
1: Like, it's everyone's bad in it like no one's good in it like no. was king kong supposed to be in it cuz i don't remember seeing him
2: he's in there's a there's a stinger where, where cuz the next one in line is godzilla versus king kong
1: did, did, did any of those other i knew rodan i knew mothra i didn't know any of those other
2: monsters yeah they're all they're all they're stable. all canon yeah, King Gohedra. Oh, no, I head mean
1: head. I knew him, but like not like not the like the one look like a giant mammoth
2: and not the one oh, that was with, no, that's new. Yeah, that's like Gohedra. All the, all the one. ones that look stupid are new. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like if they look fucking retarded, then
1: uh it's it's new. <laughs> I didn't I didn't the only thing I didn't hate maybe was the art on G- is it how do you say his name Godira G- G- Godira I always say it wrong so whatever the three-headed yeah. monster the three-headed yeah, yeah. one I was like okay he looks kind of cool.
2: Yeah, he looked cool. All, I thought that they did a good job recreating the classic monsters like they all look cool, but you didn't see enough of them. They didn't do anything like every time every I time see. they're fighting it's like let's cut back to fucking Friday night lights. It's like I don't care about this guy like at all. <laughs>
1: And, like, TJ, I've never cared one? less about the world just being... And the world got destroyed, and I just don't care.
2: Yeah, what were you TJ, saying? which
0: one is worse? The first one? Because I saw the first
2: one. It's... that Man, that's tough to say. They're both really bad. I guess the first one, because it's just so fucking boring. Like, the first one just feels like such a slog. Like, it, it gets... It takes forever for anything to happen. And, like, they seem like... uh what's his name Kickass has like the he's got like the thickest plot armor and he just shows up in places because that's where the action's happening
1: yeah so i guess this was like an overcorrection because they tried to make this thing full of kabooms i just didn't care
2: but the kaboom sucked like yeah i
1: don't it was bad and like was, is mothra important because they i feel like they gave mothra a lot more uh i mean
2: Mothra's a lot, a the, lot more
1: heat than necessary like it's just a big-ass bug
2: no, Mothra is important in the Godzilla lore, sure, but I mean, you know, Godzilla. At least Mothra, it, and, Mothra it, and Godzilla are like connected. But they should have gone if, f- stupid. They should have gone you, like, like. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Sean. I was say, if you had asked me like which one
0: would be easier to botch a King Kong movie or a Godzilla movie, I'd be like, oh, King Kong, 100. Like that's that. movie be was good. One.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I don't. And this guy, Kyle Chandler, like, could he? He's like just awful
2: yeah well that's yeah friday night lights that guy sucks also like his whole story is is so stupid it's like he's like he he's just he's retired and then he just comes on and everyone listens to him like he gives everybody orders like at no point people are like who the fuck is this guy like he should have been like they needed john where was john ham they need him this guy's like like this guy is not leading man material. I don't think anybody in that role would have made it any better though, to be fair. No.
1: And I'm a big fan of Yil-Vira from Frominger and
2: she didn't Yeah, and her her plot is her so Her plot is so dumb. dumb. They're going to destroy the whole planet so they can t- t- take back Earth. It's like, what?
1: Yeah, and and millie bobby brown like what i mean come on man let's just like oh, i forgot that she was in fucking uh feud with Great. like everyone's in this fucking it's just, oh uh,
2: god what how how stupid is ken Watanabe's fucking heroic sacrifice yeah, he
1: Fucking he fucking <laughs> nukes himself to defibrillate godzilla who's in some sort of burning temple at the bottom of the ocean like this movie is it's so
0: dumb. dumb
2: so it's not as good as shin godzilla no Shin Godzilla, fucking Shin Godzilla. Is a triumph. Um, is there, you know what's crazy though, Sean? Because I'm in some like kaiju groups and Godzilla groups. There are people that defend this movie and hate Shin Godzilla, and it's like I don't is- even know how to react to that. Like, how could you is-
0: hate the one Godzilla movie that does something different after sixty years?
2: Right.
1: Yeah. This movie is worse than both of the Pacific Rim films. Like this movie is too. I, I agree with that. I agree um, with that wholeheartedly. So Ooh. then, the last thing I, I went out on a limb and I, uh, I, I watched a and you random. You said Marissa Tomei was hot. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I took two big risks this week. Um, <laughs> I went out on a limb and I tried this movie and I was worried it was going to be in French. It wasn't, thank God. The title is terrible. It's called The Night Eats the World. It's
2: <laughs> the worst title. So, you know it's uh, just pause real quick when you told me that title and you texted it to us the only thing i could think of was that fake art film in the movie ghost world that's called the flower drank the movie oh yeah <laughs> it was
1: like, like... like like i uh, i guess it's maybe better in the french title which is like la nuit Edouard le monde i guess that's better the, though actually this fucking movie poster is legit well, but anyway, like, it's
2: like uh, time crimes that I, I talked about. Like that, that title sucks. But in in Spanish, it sounds pretty cool. Like los criminales cronos.
1: So I watched the night eats the world. Uh, full of people I've never heard of. Uh, here's the rundown. Like here's the, here's the elevator pitch. Um, some simp uh is going to some like. Started strong already. It, it, I, I guess it's like an entire apartment building in Paris is having a party. And he's going there to get some cassette tapes back from his ex-girlfriend. And he just wants to get his shit and fucking leave. And she's throwing a party. And she's like, no, stick around, stick around, whatever. Go in the back room, wait for me. I'll whatever. And her boyfriend's there and he's this big fucking rager. And the dude, I forget if he bangs his head or he gets drunk and he passes out. He wakes up the next morning to it's like fucking twenty-eight days later, except it's the next day there's blood all over the walls there's nothing going on he looks out the window and like there's like zombies roaming the streets and then it is a very personal quiet movie about him surviving by himself for a very long period of time in this apartment building like systematically going through the apartments getting supplies just trying to entertain himself trying to not go fucking crazy
2: like a, I am Legend, but like the book, not not the movie. Right.
1: but like it's um, there's a there's a a decent twist that I liked in it. Um, I really I really enjoyed it. Like I I thought it was uh, as far as you know, you see, there's so many zombie movies, right? They've, they've explored kind of you know everything here, but this is um, this really is like. This is like if twenty eight. Like imagine twenty eight days later, if he never found anyone else.
2: That's an interesting have, concept.
1: Have they made a movie where the zombies themselves are cops and they're just going after people? <laughs> like, it's not a bad idea. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. on, sorry.
2: So, uh, what is this called again?
1: It's called "The Night Eats the World." It was on. Let me see. if It was on Prime or if on H. If it was on HBO. How did you even
2: come across this?
1: I was just fucking.
2: I think. I think it's. Let me.
1: One question at a time. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't know how I watched it now because apparently it costs money on Prime for ninety nine cents. You can watch it on Prime. Maybe it was part of my HBO subscription. But I think I was just fucking around looking for like I like like by genre. I was looking for a horror movie. Right. And I was like, okay, yeah. let's see this. I was like, well, that name sounds stupid. And I clicked it and it was like. I got hit with a lot of jude to the and I was like, if, I was like, listen, if this thing, I have to read this thing. I'm not, I'm fucking out. I'm not reading a movie. I'm not into it right now. And the, from Jump Street, the dude's speaking English. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's stick with it. I'm like, goddamn, really if this hit. is a
2: movie, I'm the fuck out of here. And it, I mean, hey, I, think
1: it's, I think it's a bunch <laughs> of French actors and everything too. So they're trying their best. They're doing it English. They're in Paris. There's every reason they should be speaking French, but they're I not.
2: Why it's not in French then? But, <laughs> But, hey it's movie, not miss me with that book shit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but they don't, they don't, um, they don't really go over it, and it just, it, and <laughs> the acting. At first, I was kind of like, all right, well, just, I gave it through the party scene. I was like, well, let's see what happens once it gets rolling. And once it gets rolling, I was like, okay, all right, I fuck with this, and I like I'm saying, I really, really enjoyed it. I'd like to know what everyone else's opinion is on it, but I really did enjoy it. I'll check it, it was, out. It was a it was a it was a nice surprise. Surprise, surprise. surprise. so yeah, the night eats the world. Ignore the title. Yeah. I don't know, um but like there's a. hold on let me show I think I can sh- this is this is gonna make great radio, but I can um show the one cover. Um because the, the one cover looks or the one movie poster looks pretty fucking cool.
2: All right. Anything else, guys, while you're looking up the poster? That is. Stands alone. It's just me now. It is. Uh, I watched. I'm just going to say I watched two things. One is technically a show, but it's not a show. Like, so I'll start with that. I watched. uh, Oh, my God. What's going on? (laughs) You're presenting. Yeah, presenting. Oh, that is a rad poster. Right? I like that. Anyway. Um. Anyway, I watched this thing. Uh, it, it's funny because it's been advertised to me on Facebook a lot. It's a, it's called Blood Mach Oh, Sean's gone now. Great. You got Radon shawned. Well, he probably clicked the X on your stupid fucking poster thing. Well, so he'll you, come back. Yeah, hopefully he can You talk.
1: You vamp. In.
2: So anyway, I uh, I watched this thing that's been advertised to me a bunch on Facebook Uh, called blood machines and the reason i was in it it was a shutter original and everywhere in the advertisements they acted like it was a film and so i went to watch it because the trailers looked really interesting it looked like this weird sort of like sci-fi horror thing but like all cgi kind of a cgi backlog kind of thing where it's you know it's live action actors we lost you there sean you back?
0: Yeah, you started talking. The phone was like, "Mm -mm." Mm -hmm.
2: mm-mm. Anyway, anyway, uh, so this thing, Blood Machines, is directed by a guy named Seth Ickerman, who I I became familiar with because I'm a big fan of this uh, synthwave artist named Carpenter Burt. And he made a video for Carpenter Burt for his song Turbo Killer, which if you haven't seen, uh, I highly recommend Um, and it's funny after watching this movie, like there's a lot of stuff in that turbo killer video. That's like, I don't know if it's like a shared universe, but it seems very like there's a lot of, uh, continuing themes and characters that, that are, uh, crossed between the two of them. But this thing, blood machines is a shutter original. Um, for some reason, instead of just showing it as an hour long movie, they split it up into three 20 minute episodes
0: Oh, I've but, seen this thumbnail a million times. I know what yeah. you're talking about. It's, yeah.
2: But like I don't know why they chose to break it up because you can tell by watching it that it was meant to be watched all together. Like there's no there's no real purpose in splitting it up. So I I don't know why they would do it this way. Um but it I really a love, pilot? I don't know. I really don't know. It feels like it was made all at once and then they just after the fact decided to cut it into three parts because it's also weird to have like three 20 minute three like why you know what i mean like three episodes of a series like i don't know either way um the the whole thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense it's all visual um carpenter burt uh does the score uh which is great like the music is fantastic if you're into like the synth wave stuff like he's got to be one of the best guys out there the heavy like 80s analog synth sound like i I love it um the visuals are amazing this guy seth ackerman i guess is an artist on top of being a director so he's come up with a lot of these concepts and the the general ideas that like ship ais get corrupted and and then like there's actual people that 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 are manifested outside of the ais it's fucking wild Hmm. like it Again, the whole thing doesn't make a lick of sense. Like, it's very... Like, the story is very, like, surface level. It felt a lot like a video game. But, like, the visuals are so interesting. And, again, it's so short. It's, like, barely an hour long. Like, it's such a compelling watch, and it was so much fun. Like, he... Like, at points in this movie, like, it looks like kind of like Thor Ragnarok. Like, it's that colorful and weird. Um, It looks like, like
0: Far Cry Blood Dragon.
2: It's, yeah, I mean it's it's like that in in a lot of ways uh but like the, all the ship designs are really cool and like the 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 main ship that you're on has this AI that looks like this like it looks like uh Maria from Metropolis but like she's like coming apart <laughs> and like her head's on like a swivel but like it's just the top part of her head so if someone's behind her just her head swings around to talk to them I don't there's just like so many cool like visual ideas in this. Like again, like the if you go for a plot, you're you're gonna be disappointed. But if you wanted just a neat fucking like visual ride, like this is this is something that you could put on in the background and just like at a party and people would just be like, What the fuck is this? Like I, I loved it, I thought it was great. I hope this I hope this Seth uh Ikerman guy keeps making stuff because he's definitely talented. Like Wait, what's I, it called again? It's called blood machines it's a good name um yeah it's it's really cool like i really really liked it uh it reminded me of like i don't know, it reminded me a lot of like just am- we talked about like ambitious science fiction uh last week this sound this felt like like a heavy metal comic book like brought to life like because those that's heavy heavy metal comics are like very sexual like they use a lot of violent imagery and, like, Satanism, and that's what all this shit is. Like, the 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 thing that corrupts the AIs in the ships is this naked woman that has just a giant inverted cross on her body, and it's just, it's fucking wild. Like, I loved it.
1: It doesn't seem like it didn't have its head up its own, it wasn't so artsy that it felt no, like...
2: No, okay. no, no, It's, like, fun art. Like, it's not, like, this wasn't deep. Like, I don't think that they, that the guy making this was like, oh, this is some, like, high... High concept, you know. This isn't so like
0: it wasn't like Beyond the Black Rainbow, kind of. You no,
2: know, this is like surface level. This is like gotcha. this is a guy going. Doesn't this shit look awesome? Like this looks cool, right? Like it's it's like what I wish <laughs> how I wish Zack Snyder thought the way this guy does because Zack Snyder's able to pull a cool image, but he wants to make it serious all the time. He, how he, did how, yeah. how did you witness this? It's on Shutter. It's a Shutter original, so I watched it through Amazon. Uh, but like after the show, Gogs, write this down. Go watch the video. It's on YouTube. Go watch Turbo Killer by Carpenter Burt. The video is amazing, and you can get a taste of what Blood Machines looks like because it's Turbo Killer. I wouldn't be surprised if they made it at the same time because it looks it looks pretty much exactly the same, and I think it has a lot of the same actors. Um, anyway, I loved Blood Machines. I thought it was great. Again, it, it's only an hour long, so you know. Uh, check it out. Uh, I watched um, a movie that legitimately like blew my mind. I think it's amazing. It's called Possum. It's on Amazon Prime. And it's a movie that it's it's about this guy who I've recognized the actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's a bad guy in the last couple of Mission Impossible movies. Uh, he's an Irish guy. I can't think of his fucking name. Anyway, so it's, it's really O'Gill. a – what's that? Darby O'Gill. Yeah, Darby O'Gill. Um, anyway, so it's a movie. It's a two-hander, really. It's just him and his uncle. So he is this disgraced puppeteer, and he goes back – like, you don't know why, but he, he, he got fired from his job. Oh, and he goes, pause. course. Yes. Sean Harris, he was in Prometheus – Oh shit, he is in Prometheus. Oh my god, he's the punk rock archaeologist. Yeah, he's one of those two guys. I can't oh, remember which one, but shit. no, he is. He's the fuck. Well, don't judge him on that movie. Like he's <laughs> he's a very good actor. Like he's he's great in this movie. Um anyway. He kind of so looks this, like
0: a bobo Joel
2: Edgerton in one of these pictures. He's like he's like weird and gaunt, and like I'm sure he he he, he apparently he's like a method actor so like he he looks fucking weird in this movie, and it fits the character because the movie 's fucking weird, and his character's fucking uh weird is not the word I would use the, his character is disturbed and disturbing, um so anyway, he plays this disgraced puppeteer that has to go back home to his his old house that he grew up, and it's it 's just like i don 't want to give too much away, but like he has the the the, the reason the movie's called possum. Is he has this horrific puppet in the in his bag, that it looks like his face grafted onto like these spider legs, Ugh. and it's it's like the most horrific looking thing I've ever seen. Like it is terrifying, and the movie is a real slow burn. Like it's all about establishing the mood and the atmosphere, and. I, I guess I can spoil it a little bit. You you do see that puppet move, and it is haunting. Mm. Um, this movie is what I, I I said it on Facebook, and I, I stand by it. This is like if, if for everybody like me that's waiting for Silent Hill two to be made into a movie, that's this movie. This movie oh, is Silent no. Hill two. This movie is about a guy who is running away from his own trauma and his own like. His own trauma and his own guilt over what he's become manifested into the things around him, and that's Silent Hill. And again,
0: it, it's it, about him. go ahead. Sorry. Is it weirdly sexual in the way the Silent Hill is the second mm, one?
2: No, but it's because the the I mean there is a sexual element to it, but it's it's trauma. His uncle gotcha. is abusive, and gotcha. I think by the and I, I I don't really think this is a spoiler, but. It's left to interpretation, but I think that what the movie's trying to tell you is is that his uncle... Well, it clearly tells you that his uncle sexually abused him. But I think that the movie is trying to tell you is that he is continuing that abuse. And he's actually a child murderer throughout the whole movie. But they don't explicitly show... And it is dark. But I I was blown away by this movie. It's shot amazingly well. The acting is superb it's the kind of movie that's just gonna stick with you for a long time like it's not that showy like it's not a movie with a lot of jump scares and a lot of like fancy cuts and all that horse shit but it's a movie where when it decides to make it fucking creepy it it, there it's it's uh, unbelievable like it's it's great and like there's there's this constant narration from him about the, the, with these uh, rhymes that he came up with about possum when he was a kid. And that's, then you see these drawings that he did as a child. And the drawings are amazing. Like, I love this movie. And apparently the guy that made it is the only movie he's ever made. This is based off a short story that he wrote. And it's really fucking good. Uh, Again, it's on Amazon. It's been out for a few years. It got recommended to me uh, f- through a Facebook group, and I'm really glad that I saw it because I I loved it. This is my kind of bread and butter. It is a disturbing, horrific movie, and it really lets you, like, once that movie's over, it leaves you with a lot to think about. And, like, contextually, you're just like, I don't know, you, you're thinking about what... Because a, a lot of the scenes in the movie are kind of repeated, right? It's the, the puppeteer guy, and he leaves his house, and he goes to these different places to destroy the puppet. But he either doesn't destroy the puppet, or he tries to destroy the puppet. But either way, the puppet always comes back. And then you think about, through the course of the movie, you think about the locations where he goes, and you're like, oh, God, like, what did he do? Like, I don't know, like and again none of it is spelled out like it's it's definitely left to, to interpretation and if in fact on a surface level the movie almost has like a happy ending but then you think about it and you're like oh no like it's 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 fucking brilliant i loved it i th- i think it's a fucking masterpiece this guy like i said if if you like your psychological horror like this is this is it this is a this is a masterstroke in that kind of genre and uh again if you're itching for your silent hill to fix this is that that movie like I, i've never seen another movie uh that is more silent hill than this movie so highly recommend to
0: include the silent hill movie
2: yeah, that movie sucked both of them there's another one yeah there's silent hill and then silent hill's revelations Oof. revelations is even worse than the first one
0: what did they reveal though
2: uh nothing
1: <laughs> the hills could actually talk the whole time <laughs>
2: they revealed that uh they revealed that uh what's his name uh john snow is a terrible actor because he's in that movie too oh uh anyway all right so what did we watch gogs let's get into watch. our feature presentation
1: i forget if this made the cut or not but we watched what what i consider to be the uh the high watermark in steven skull's career uh we watched under siege uh certainly the high water in Erica Laniax career. Uh Ugh. not necessarily the high water mark for Thomas Lee Jones.
2: It's not even the high water mark in her career. Well, it depends on your your uh She's in a movie uh <laughs> I did some extensive research on her career and she's in a movie where it's called um Chasers. Have you guys seen this? Nah. No. No. It's a movie. All I know is I looked it up, and there's literally just a scene of her and just some actors just sucking on her tits.
0: Is <laughs> it Tom it
2: oh, No, <laughs> but it's it was very funny. It was like I googled it. and That was like the, like the only scene people remember. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I get it. She is prime '90s hot chick. Erica well, I
1: I, uh, I I shared it in the group text, but. This is, she is, she was actually Playboy's Miss uh, July 1989. So this is canon. Like they stuck to the, they stuck to the facts.
2: Yeah. That's pretty funny. I, I do like that. It's a pretty funny little note that they did there.
1: Jordan Tate and Erica Laniac are the same I have
2: questions about her character though, but go, go just give us a brief plot summary.
1: Okay. So here's the story. Um, the last battleship in the entire world, as I'm led to believe is about, uh, go ahead
0: this this battleship, this is the first of like oh, the million things that are wrong with the plot of this movie. This battleship's to be decommissioned like in like three days or something, some very short amount of time. Am I to understand?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's going to be decommissioned in a f- it's, it's on its way to San Francisco to be decommissioned from Pearl Harbor. Yet it is still packed to the
0: fucking gills with every kind of surface-to-air missile, nuclear weapon, like everything you would need to start like a one-man war. They still is- have...
1: They didn't have any 5-inch gun shells, but they still had plenty of rounds for the 16-inch guns. Right, so, and nukes. And they had nukes.
2: So, yeah, why uh, are the nukes on a ship that's about to be decommissioned?
1: I guess to take them off? I don't know, but George, ask George Bush, who they paid to have
2: a scene in this movie. Um, is, is, I was going to ask, is that like... Did they film that for him, or is that like from actual? That's gotta gotta
1: be B-roll, right? I gotta think that that was an actual event, and they stole it. That's what
2: I thought. Like I thought it had to be like a B-roll thing.
1: Yeah. So, so they're gonna decommission the last battleship in the entire world. It's loaded up, as Sean pointed out, with uh, nuclear Tomahawk missiles. It is captained by the captain, and the second in command is Gary Busey.
2: Dude, the captain this- looks just like the C Lab captain.
1: Does uh, <laughs> like he looks exactly I with love? <laughs> yeah.
2: well, there go um, my nipples again. Uh, <laughs>
1: it would be an Adrian Barbot with chainsaw where- hands and hard nipples. Let's
0: go to the pro shop. Um, pro shop. Pro shop. Pro shop. Is this Gary Busey's last like real movie role for a while? Because I would have figured he was out by now, but. This movie's what, like 91 or 92?
1: Where was Predator 2? Predator
0: 2's got to be like 88? under, under 89? 92. Okay.
1: So let's see here. I'm looking at Ger- up. Gerald
2: Busey it was... Predator uh, 2 came out in 1990. Okay. okay.
1: So no, what came out after 92 that Busey was in that was of merit? Um,
2: you keep talking
1: about... The year, uh, all right, fine. So anyway, rookie
2: uh, of the year. Ugh.
1: So the the not only they're retiring the ship, they're going to scuttle the ship. but I guess they're also going to scuttle the captain, like he's also retiring. So they decide to uh, have a big old, or maybe just a birthday party, not a retirement party. They're having a birthday party, but for uh, the old man. And so uh, Gary, Do they have this birthday party
0: i we're led to believe like annually and it's this humongous blowout every year. Right
1: because uh because you you meet you meet the the ship's cook who is uh Steven seagal, and he has to tend to like eleven thousand gallons of bouillabaisse bays or something for the party <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and,
0: and Steven seagal uh God's uh, this is my first time viewing this and I assume you've seen it a couple times. Is he Cajun
1: or is, is, is that, that accent that, that comes that, and goes? You know, that first scene where he's telling that joke that makes no sense. Like, I swear to God, they, they must just let him ad lib a bunch. Of like, he's like, oh, Dom, you went hunting with Boche and Radado, Shadalo. And everybody's like, <laughs> 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 and everybody's laughing. It doesn't make a lick of sense. They
2: spend his, zero dollars on accents. Like, his accent. Gonna, his accent is all over the place. I was going to bring this up later. Go ahead. But um,
0: this is another Steven Seagal executive produced movie. And like every movie Steven Seagal executive produces, the plot of the movie is to have everybody in the movie tell Steven Seagal how awesome he is for the entirety of the movie.
1: Like it's Um, very masturbatory. Like he just, like I don't think every, if you don't know who the person is, like if it's an actor who you don't know who it is, if it's not Cole Meany, if it's not Tom Lee Jones, if it's not Steven Seagal, Eric Olaniak, or uh, Two go movie. from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. From Breaking Bad. yeah. yeah it is. Uh, oh yeah, if Ding, if it's not Ding Chavez, everyone <laughs> else in this movie was not a fucking actor. They just got people to hang around and laugh at Steven Seagal's. There movie. was so, so the actors in this movie are
0: horrible man And they're all popping and
1: locking. the robots, show me a move. Off, shout yeah. out,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a scene right at the beginning of this movie where Steven Seagal talks to the captain and Gary Busey, but I don't think any of them are in the same room because, like, the way it's cut, like Steven Seagal is like talking off to the wrong direction, and it's like did they just, like, did he just fuck that scene up with the other two actors so bad they had to, like, reshoot it? Because it seemed really off.
1: Well, Steven Seagal's character is still impossibly insubordinate. Like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't make no. any sense. But anyway, so Steven Seagal's a cook. He's got to make this huge birthday dinner. They fly in. Um, so Gary Busey arranges for a, a, a jazz band. No, a, a blues oh. band. Oh, uh, pause. caterers unrelated to the birthday festivities, the president is also visiting.
0: It's like a French farce, this entire movie. <laughs> the, president, the president visited
1: for a minute, but then he yeah. left. So now, so, okay. So, the, uh, Gary Busey and his, uh, in his wisdom, uh, hires, uh, a, a blues band, a stripper who is in <laughs> July 1989, um, caterers, um, and then what I assume to be some sort of cloning tanks, because <laughs> somehow
2: this oh, was, this, oh, was this, real
1: this, quick. Go ahead.
2: So, like, if you're going to hire a stripper for a birthday party, yeah. why would you feel the need to get Miss, like, whatever 1980, Not Like, th- isn't that a bit much? Because,
0: because fuck you, taxpayer. That's why. No, like, no, I no, know
1: that's actually the
2: most you're right you're 100 percent right
1: <laughs> but like but when you find out what the plot ultimately is it's a huge fucking like like raging gap that you left like why would you get like why would you do like fucking jeremy irons in goddamn uh they couldn't find, they couldn't find they a find sexy, a lady, a lady they, assassin like yeah they yeah. couldn't
2: find a sexy lady terrorist because like she's but not in we'll, on the plan and we'll get her, like, we'll... the, like
1: the best like the only thing with tits in 100 nautical miles and the entire crew forgets about her. We'll get to it,
0: I'm sure, if we ever get past the opening scene of this movie, which we may not. because There's so much to take apart. But Tommy Lee Jones has the worst plan in the history of movies. Oh, it's phenomenally bad.
1: Well, actually, I don't know if it's that – I don't know if his plan's that bad. His execution's not tremendous his plan involves
0: hijacking a battleship, which is like the slowest moving easiest target in the history of military vehicles that like they shot down one plane, but that one plane that wasn't expecting this decommissioned ship to shoot him down. But in 10 seconds, they would have 50 F-16s just missling the piss out of this thing. It would be done. But was, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to get into defending Tommy Lee Jones plan later. Okay. But you, you hold on to that plot point. All so, right. Um, 'Cause I also think it's very much uh it's very much uh the Road Warrior and it's very much uh Metal Gear Solid 2. Um uh, Die Hard Three. So here's it, the deal. Yeah. Misdirection, Stan. So <laughs> now so this this Chinook or whatever this this dual roller helicopter shows up carrying, I don't know, hundred and eighty guys when it's all <laughs> said and done. Um because uh, he goes through a lot. Uh, they have a party. Uh, fucking uh, uh, Gary Busey gets in drag, which I think is not necessarily going to go well when it comes time for the promotion board. And then it's also hey, like completely superfluous to the plot. Like, well, I mean, it makes it. it, it it's kind of funny when he there's that one beat where he's like, "Do I look like a man who needs a mental evaluation?" And he's still in the drag. It's yeah, like, I,
0: that's, that's a long cool. way to go for that joke.
1: It is. Uh, we get a hard F early in the film. Oh, there is a
2: hard F dropped fast in this so, movie. So
1: anyway, you find out. So you got this insubordinate cook who wants to make his bouillabaisse, and none of the captain's food gets eaten without him tasting it first, or some bullshit like that. You find out that Tommy Lee Jones, who's really leaning into it, and eating the scenery. And I don't. I'm not mad at it. Well, he's uh, good
2: in this movie. Like he's yeah. he's a lot of fun to watch in this movie. Yeah, he, he,
1: either, he either hired a jazz band and taught them to be terrorists or hired terrorists and taught them to play the blues because he puts on a show and then takes over the place with a. bunch and it's of like, like the hottest, it's like the
2: girls. hottest show ever. Like everyone's into it. They are, they are like the yeah. tightest band. <laughs> well,
1: I feel
0: like we're led to believe that that blues band is of some renown. So part of this weird rogue op he's doing is to like be a touring national blues band. <laughs> he was
1: in this for. He was like, this is deep cover. Like they established themselves. So now, so now, meanwhile, because Casey Ryback is he's he's defending his food service abilities, he's been locked up in a meat locker by. Gary Busey because he punched out some little twerpy opy looking motherfucker. Now all the shit's going down. Casey Ryback, the cook, is trying to tell the guy, hey man, those gunshots, why I shot a yo? You might want to let me out of this thing. <laughs> and then uh the private that who could not have possibly have made it through Paris Island, because that dude was a bitch Uh gets murked to death. And then Casey Ryback revenge tip. He tries to lock up a stripper in a, in a locker. She refuses because she doesn't understand how subterfuge work and he doesn't understand how emotions work. Now, the whole time there's Hang on, before you, there. before you even get, there's
0: like a couple things we got to go over real quick. I don't want to belabor this. I don't know if you've ever been in a walk-in freezer, but you can definitely not have a conversation with somebody on the outside of it. Especially, well, especially with this door has like an airlock door for some reason on it um yeah. to erica eleniak wakes up from her fucking um opium
2: haze no it's um
0: fucking drama mean or something right
2: well you don't know what gary gary busy said that was that but yeah who knows but she
0: wakes up and is like i don't know what's going on i'm not with them or whatever but she doesn't know anything like yeah. she like her dialogue suggests that she is
2: watching the movie as well. <laughs> yeah. I also, uh, also like the he, fact that, that she just pops out of the cake. She doesn't she just she's just on like you know, autopilot. She, she, she waits for zero cue. She just wakes up and she's out. And uh, <laughs> She's dead on the inside, like her eyes she, are
0: telling the tale. Like, she, uh, she gets in his locker, or he puts her in his locker and she beats a piss out of the door. So he finally lets her out. And then she complains and asks why he's taking her. With him, to he dresses her up like Jonathan Taylor Thomas for some reason. Yeah, it's real weird. (laughs) Oh, I'm into it. I got to be honest. It's just so they could set up this stupid joke that'll come back in the end for some reason, where it's like there's two things I don't do: I don't kill people, and I don't date musicians.
2: Oh god, god, yeah. She is. She's not
1: great in this movie, but for some reason she becomes like some sort of tactical commando. Like over the course of the film, because the guy who does the laundry knows less about the guy who's in the navy and does the laundry (laughs) knows less about guns than she does by the end. There are an impossible
0: amount of Lucy guns on this nearly decommissioned navy ship. So now, like, I mean, I've never been in the navy, but I don't know if it's like SOP for every single person stationed on this battleship to have a submachine gun.
1: Well, I presume that some of those were taken from terrorists.
0: but well, yeah, you would presume, but like everywhere they go, there's like 500 MP5s just sitting around somewhere.
1: MP5K, here's the selector switch. That means auto. That means one. That's what I want you to do. One bullet at a time. Like he's I know, such- supposed to be a tough guy, but I'm somehow gay and bored. Now watch he's me such- try to run. He's such, he's <laughs> such like, he's such a gun weeb. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah. uh, so you find out that the plot is. Um, Gary Busey's upset because his boss gave him a bad review, and then he decided to contact former CIA. Um, could should have been assassinated by the CIA rogue army creating Tommy Lee Jones, who had just recently quote unquote blew up a Korean nuclear sub. Yeah, and uh, he used to work for not William Atherton because I guess he was busy that week. So Can that I stop
0: here for a second. Guys? What is Tommy Lee Jones' actual plan? Because at first they set it up like the Hans Gruber thing where he's pretending to be some kind of revolutionary so he can sell the missiles. But then when they circle back to the plot, he is some kind of revolutionary. Like what is exactly going on?
1: He is not a revolutionary. He is purely in it for the profit. He's he's in it for two things. He's in it for profit and revenge. He wants revenge. The CIA tried to kill him, which makes him bad. So he wants revenge. That's why he's going to nuke Hawaii. He's in it for the money because he captured and then got a French submarine commander somehow to get in on this. He captured that uh, that nuclear sub, and then he's just trying to offload those Tomahawks and go make money. Like it's it's mm-hmm. really it is Hans Gruber. Like it's yeah. it's and it's under the veil of you know mm-hmm. the ice caps and melting. But, but- yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But then when he uh, – when Steven Seagal, when they have their ma after the most horrible <laughs> knife fight in movie history, um, there's no mention at all of the selling the missiles plot anymore. It's all just like, yeah, they made us and we're – our uncle's a psychopath. And there's nothing you can do about – you know, that kind of – I don't know. It's, yeah, like he's trying – what
1: they're trying to do is they're trying to have that um, Michael Bean moment in The Rock where that like, we've got the same – we bled the same blood and the yeah. same blood. I'm trying to have that moment like pre knife does not work that's not work so now also okay. making,
2: making uh steven seagal and tommy lee jones have a history is like completely pointless it's such what? a
1: weird like the, was their history their history was that he botched the operation that got his seal team killed is that is that what is that correct i, didn't I even don't know i didn't, I didn't play play up that. on that because remember they said that like he got he lost his whatever after panama yeah. because there was bad intel and it got his whole seal group killed right um, but K-
0: Casey Ryback is, like, poochy. Like, right. everybody in the military knows who he is. It's like,
2: oh, that Ryback, you crazy I, asshole. I, I, I,
1: like, he's, a, he's a real spitfire. <laughs> so you got uh, – and also they're just dropping SEAL teams left and right. Like, one of them gets, like, just lawed out of the sky. Um, yeah. So you've got Tommy Lee Jones trying to sell these missiles. He's hijacked this boat. Everyone's losing their mind. No one wants to get nuked. They're gonna send in uh they're gonna send in the seals, yada yada, yada. Case they Casey Ryback calls them from a lifeboat. They're like, well, maybe we should use Ryback, and then uh, <laughs> everything just like, every so I wrote down some notes. Where's this one? Um, okay, did they fly in the cloning vat? Yes. All of the heavies in this movie just get murked. Like there is no like like the big, the big black dude who's like, like seems like he's like the third in command. Who seems like, okay, this guy's gonna fucking bring it. Oh, the the yeah. Michelle, yeah, yeah, he, he just gets shot. gets shot. in the back. Cole Meany just gets shot in the back. Like nobody, there's no like.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought this up, and you know we talked about Die Hard for a minute because this really is Die Hard on a boat. But the reason like Die Hard works, and I think I was mentioning this to TJ yesterday, is because like you feel at least the first time you see it, like you feel like, oh, John McClane is in danger. Yeah, like, yeah. he could be killed. Oh, I, right. I mean...
1: Hey, guess what? Bruce Willis conveys that the entire time. Yeah. He's like,
0: Casey Ryback what? is in zero danger. He's just walking through yeah. just murking everybody.
2: He literally he ever this kind of annoying. injury?
1: It's just annoyances to him. It's just like, oh. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, the only people in danger in the whole movie is when Gary Busey decides to flood the whole crew. So even that, that's not Steven Seagal being in any danger. That that's the crew.
1: And then when they decide to, like, when they decide to try and release the crew, they do it, like, instead of using that hatch with the ladder, they decide to cut the doors open so all the water floods out. Like, I don't know why they did that. Um, Anywho. So then eventually the sub shows up. Casey Ryback manages to blow it up with a, a bomb he MacGyvered out of a condom and, like, a shell. (laughs) <laughs> and like a, like a backpack and like a serving tray like I don't, he made it so the dive planes could go down and then uh, he's
0: making all kinds of like fucking uh, like bootleg like bombs throughout this movie
1: right and then like he uh, Casey Ryback assembles like what a, what a, amounts to I guess the bad news bears of this fucking boat like like the fucking electrician like one of the other cooks a guy from the laundry some dude who's been here since World War II and I guess just <laughs> below text like, like the part where he's talking to that old man he's like hey you gunners mate do you know how to use the guns like it's like so terrible and then they blow up a sub and then and this is the like the like God bless him Tommy Lee Jones is like slowly losing his mind over the course of the movie which is great and when yeah. he finally like loses it altogether it's it's fun but then there's this terrible knife fight where Steven Seagal possesses the strength to jam a knife
2: through a human skull <laughs> and oh, you got to give that's we, the best part of the movie the like the, the, prop, best part of the movie. Head, prop head that he stabs into like the the oh knife into is God. amazing however the the eighteen frames before it, where
0: Tommy Lee Jones's double, who apparently was Joe Latrulio, is very <laughs> visible in this like slow motion, weird like stop cuts, and like the the choreography in these fight scenes is, is horrific.
1: Like yeah. the whole time, fucking Steven Seagal is just sitting there, just like like see, like it's like, he, like- it's like that scene in a. Mark for law or whatever where like it just cuts to him twirling the pool cue around. It's like, like that one with the knife. Right. Like it's not even like it's not even like he phoned it in. Like there's hold music that's got more range. Like this is terrible.
2: <laughs> my, my favorite part of that fight is there's a scene there's a moment right right at the beginning where he tries to stab Tommy Lee Jones, but Tommy Lee Jones is wearing a leather jacket, so his knife off. is effective. <laughs> it doesn't even like depress
0: the jacket. Uh, Like it repels it like another magnet. Yeah. It's It's like, it's like a buff.
1: (laughs) He's got like a nose. (laughs) I I guess we, I don't know if we mentioned this earlier. So eventually it's revealed that Casey Ryback, the ship's cook was a former Navy seal who was disgracefully discharged for doing something. And then, but the captain liked him. So he's like, well, you can just ride out your life as my personal chef. And Casey was cool with X, you know, whatever. Um, and then uh, Tommy Lee Jones dies. They Then Casey gets to, like, uh, missile command the missiles to death before they blow up Honolulu. What is
0: this ending?
1: It is. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, call off the bombers. Like, yeah, we're going to call them off. Don't worry about it. And then they're like, Defcon 4. The guys could not be more casual. It's like, hey, you know, the bombers, just call off the bombers. It's not like The Rock where it's like it came yeah. out the last minute. And it's like, yo, this is going to be – it's like, nah, just, yeah, just call them off. Um, That's
0: a good good comparison, because this scene where he's, like, uh, typing the code in is, like, so devoid of tension, it's almost impossible.
1: I just don't care. And then, um, and then, and, like, everyone's, like, and, like, somehow Erica Laniac has become, like, his, like, Robin, I guess. Like, she's just sort of Johnny on the spot with whatever, and then he sexually harasses her at the end. That, that, that part that, that, I know it's all like, pops and locks in his face no
2: it's like the fucking nineties or whatever, and like it's like ha ha like he got the girl, but like it's really jarring for him to just kiss her out of nowhere, like they had no Romantic no chemistry, chemistry, or ten- yeah, or there was no, there wasn't even a hint of them having any kind of romantic chemistry through the entire movie, oh, and then all of a sudden, like he just grabs her and kisses her. It's like, ew! Like, oh, wait, I, oh,
1: wait. here's the last, here's my last note. Oh wait, oh I forgot about Casey Ryback, two hand, two handed cross gun bonanza, like him running down the hallway with the two pistols, like crossing, like it was just awful. But the last yeah, thing,
2: it's like he's it's playing House the of the Dead in the arcade
1: um what rank did the stripper get through a battlefield commission to attend that funeral Because they, <laughs> put her, she's like she's in line with the rest of the of the fucking the the rest of the crew of that ship to send this man off to his like you know to the great to valhalla or whatever and it's like
2: how she i was hoping that she'd be wearing the same jacket that she was wearing when she popped yeah. out of the cake like, just Nate, like, <laughs> just yeah, That one. would have been awesome if he brought her there in a cake and she popped out at the yeah, funeral. I remember now. Like, this is like, uh, it's.
1: And then the movie just ends with, like, Casey Ryback's sad face. That movie is terrible. Like, it's du- It's not even terrible. It's just, it's so.
2: It's really
1: boring. Dumb. Like, it's just yeah. dumb. Which is weird that it's
0: boring because it's not paced badly. It's you know what bad. I mean? It's not like, no. it's just like. Because you're not invested in anything that's happening in the movie. Legit. Neither,
1: neither is Steven Seagal. Yeah that's that's, yeah, that's that's just
2: it. It. shit. Steven Seagal is like you said it, Sean, he's bored. He looks bored through the whole movie. So it's like you're he has no charisma, so why would you be invested in it? It's hey, like look, we just rap- get to
0: see him we do get to see him run for like half a second before yeah. the director's like, oh no, this is embarrassing.
2: I mean, we've seen <sighs> slow karate movies. Uh, with bad gunfights be more entertaining than this but I mean it's just like you have an actor you have two actors because you know you're stuck with him and Erica Alaniac both of them have you know the charisma of a post they should have just left Erica Alaniac topless the whole movie because at least that would have been compelling like Die Hard she keeps trying
1: to find shirts that fit but they just never fit like like, like, that
2: would have been a better movie and then you cut to Tommy Lee Jones, who's trying. And Not Gary Gary, really Gary, is. Gary Busey's just like annoying in this movie. Like yeah. I don't, I don't really like. I don't know. He's just. I don't know. He's there.
1: Gary, Gary Busey cranked his Buseyness up to eleven, and it's just poor like Cole
0: Meany. Like that guy deserved better. He did. I was, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was telling T.J. yesterday. I was like, you knew the movie was going to be bad when the Amazon description was just the box office total. But even oh, the person uh, that wrote well, the description. To it on Amazon, didn't watch the movie because they're like, a martial artist slash chef, Steven Seagal, it's like that's not the plot of the movie <laughs> at all. And then it's like two thumbs up, says Siskel and Ebert $83 million at the box office. That's the synopsis of the movie. <laughs>
2: yeah, that is that is a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did Siskel and Ebert give this two thumbs up? I don't finger, know. Yes. Good lord. <laughs> uh uh.
1: I remember as a, this is a young man's movie though. This is like me and me and like me in middle school or whatever. Me in '94 when this came out on the home video, this was this was peak. This was like okay, you didn't,
2: really, you didn't know any better. I mean, I, I, I don't know.
0: like when we went back and watched um, the William Forsythe movie and then the Screwface movie. I can never remember the titles, yeah. but it's like okay, I get the Steven Seagal thing now. You know what I mean? Like, oh, these yeah. are fun, like stupid, shit's getting broke, kind of, not splatter movies, but like kind of exploitation movies. Yeah. This is just like, it's like an adult, th- this is a movie that like Harrison Ford would star in, right, This yeah, was like, but Steven Seagal's not Harrison Ford. Yeah, this is the Hunt for the Red October with karate and idiots, like that's what right. this is. Like, this and is- Steven Seagal's like, his martial arts aren't compelling enough to carry the movie, and the movie's not really a hand-to-hand combat movie, so what is he
2: there for? Yeah, it's weird. Oh, well, he does rip out a guy's throat at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which admittedly is pretty great. Because <laughs> it comes out of nowhere and it's just like, what? He just ripped out that guy's throat. Like,
0: legit, I don't know if this came because we recorded part of this earlier and botched it. It took me three
1: sittings to watch this movie. <laughs> like, I don't mean, blame you. Like, if I wasn't playing a video game, it would have taken me a while. I mean, I, I watched
2: it one, but I was on my phone. The whole time I was, you know, I was. I know, not- I
0: know. I've, talk- I've mentioned it before, but it is like impossible to watch
1: some of these movies by yourself.
2: Yeah, that is definitely a big problem this with the way problem. we have It been good
1: just to Joan on it with you guys, with because this thing is like this movie is eminently fucking mockable. Like it is, it, it's it's like
0: one of those uh, those I fed eight thousand action movies into a uh, fucking bot, and this is what it made. Kind of oh, yeah. movies. Oh, yeah. well, the president's coming, but it's your birthday, and I got to sell the <laughs> nuclear weapons for the revolution. No, I don't. Wait a minute. Let's build these rails for three hours.
1: Yeah, like there's a crane building plot. Like, how do they normally get these things off the boat? Like,
0: yeah, so like how many people are in on Tommy Lee Jones's plan? It's ridiculous. Yeah. The operational security on this has to mean
2: nothing. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, like, like got are like, 100 like, people working for him.
1: They're all getting, like, two or 10 million a piece. The only. Like there is one scene where he goes through like I guess the boat's metal shop, which I guess the boat must have that for reply like uh, repairs. Yeah, I should sure have something, yeah. So and at first I was like, Well, these guys, they probably operationally one, don't know a lot about like they're like yeah, what's the joke from fucking clerks? Like these are the guys that are just here to do the siding on the Death Star. Like yeah. they're yeah. not like they're just Right, but they, you
0: gotta like it's like, hey, wait, okay, so here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna hire your contractors to fly with my blues band. On a military copter with some like passed out hooker, so we can land on this battleship. Don't worry about anything that happens for the first three hours you're on this boat, and then we're gonna build this system. Damn, the only I, way this I, plot makes makes any sense is that Tommy Lee Jones somehow like sees the entirety of the CIA. Yeah. Like,
2: oh, also one one last thing about uh, Erica Laniak's character that I've forgot about. So she when she gets uh, woken up. And she pops out of the cake, and she, she said she's like she tells Steven Seagal she's an actress. Yeah, Dude, why why would actor. she take this job?
1: <laughs> because she's not well, a good then, actress. She said she right. did an episode of Hunter. Like she's trying to justify. <laughs> she is ashamed. Like give me every give me every device that plays video ever, and give me all the Hunter. And then, and then format will matter.
2: I don't know. I, like her character, like again, I know we said it before, but her character's like glaring to me because it's her like her
1: character is like like her character is riddled with shame the entire time. Like it's, they uh, could
0: like, have legitimately had a set of disembodied tits, and that yeah. would be like the same move. <laughs> that would be her whole role. Yeah. So, like, Oh, but but anyway, oh, oh no, oh I guarantee you some ghost tits. What, like, what is that accent? Ball, do the thing. Q-ball, Dude, this movie sucks. Not. Hey, cue ball, proper <laughs> luck, like shadow,
1: what all
0: crawfish Eddie Oh, Robert, Oh man, you the greatest. Yo, this whole movie is is like that meme, like where the kid is with the hoodie says like some
2: kind of snap to
0: somebody, everybody in the background is just screaming, oh yeah,
2: That's this movie. It is just everyone telling Steven Seagal he's great. i you're
1: going to need a couple of stitches. Well, then, you know, so does everyone I murdered or some shit. Like, it's just awful.
0: Next thing you know, you'll be dating a musician. I also cook. (laughs)
1: Nice. Oh, God. Oh, but uh, so, like, the metal fabrication scene was the only part of the movie that I legitimately was like, okay. Like, that had the most hand-to-hand combat. Apparently, all these metal fabricators are also trained in Hapkido, and then we uh, <laughs> <Definitely> have <laughs> keto training. That's why the Taliban's so effective. So because Steve a Seagal fan ass. <laughs> so, uh, um, the one dude gets his shoulder bandsawed, and I was like, okay, that was fun.
0: Like, yeah, that, it ha- it has like it has flashes of good Seagal movies in it. Yeah, but it was just lech. Really like seriously. Fight. Are all these people on the crew? Are they all CIA operatives that are also have like secondary specialties, or are they contractors who they taught to fight? I don't know, Please, I don't know.
1: They answer. I don't know how many people. Here is the thing: I don't know how many people. I still don't know how many people that. Unless the sub reinforced them with more people, I don't understand how that many people are on that fucking helicopter. Like I, and and how is that not a security risk? Like if you're if you're in charge of this boat, even like, even the guy who was doing it under protest, like if you're the guy, if if you're doing this, like you would go, you know what? I, I should we be letting sixty five extra people get on the boat? Like this seems a yeah. touch too much. But to get back to this Tom blues band's production is extravagant. <laughs> it is. Get back to Tommy Lee Jones's. Uh, and I wonder if did they actually do this on a battleship, and they just used the crew? Like, did that is that how they did this? Maybe that's a good. Do you point. think they did a gorilla? Not gorilla, but like with like <laughs> the U.S. Navy because yeah. like because like nobody can act. Like maybe they actually got a crew to do it. Um, but anyway, like the guy that set up is like who's the who's the highest ranking officer? And that guy stands up He's like third in command. That guy can't act. Yeah. For shit. <laughs> like that guy couldn't. Like you wouldn't hire him to tell like like. <laughs> the love interest directions to the gas station like he is just awful but anyway um,
2: so the guy that directed this directed the fugitive the following year how crazy is that that movie's good though yeah, that, that movie
1: didn't involve steven seagal like i think steven seagal he also, problem, he also, directed,
2: he also directed above the law i think there's yeah. a
1: lot of executive producer notes here
0: yeah, um, I think like I just said. I, I guess it's good that like I mentioned that it feels like a Harrison Ford movie, like one of those movies they don't make those anymore. But it's just the casting is
1: bad. Tom uh, Tom Clancy. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: it definitely.
1: But all right, let's. Uh, let's Hold on, I got, I, want, I need to defend. The, I need to defend uh, timely Jones's plan. So even though the one plane flies by and they they zap it out of the sky, they still had all the electronic warfare, or whatever. I think his whole plan was to get the boat blown up because no one expected the sub. So once the boat does get blown up, no one's going to come looking for him. Yeah, but he's on the boat. No, yeah. no, 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 no. He plans to be off of the boat. No, but I mean, it, at
0: any point, wherever they are, if they scramble a wing of jets, he's donezo. Like, I, I guess you know they, what I mean?
1: they did scramble a wing of jets. And it was like, I'm not trying to defend it, but I think that was ultimately what they were going for.
0: Like yeah, I, ju- I just don't think they're going to get held hostage by one battleship. No matter how many tomahawk missiles are on it, they're going to sink it.
1: Yeah, I mean the movie's bad. You yeah, mind. yeah, um, <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> anywho, um, yeah, I guess TJ. Moving on, do you want to? Should we just? Yeah. Get
2: let's just get into five knuckle shuffles. We've gone on very long. Uh, gogs four four yeah, Four. it's four
1: it's, a four. it's um ah mm. so it's another one it's another one that's like between a four and a six it's not a five uh
2: it's a four or
1: a six i think it's a four
2: i'm surprised it's not in five territory because i mean it's you know you, like you said that. you were you were playing it while you were like uh I mean I watched uh, enough of watching it. Watching it while you're playing video games. I, I watched enough of it, Raves
1: God. <laughs> I watched enough of it. But like there's enough to let Joan on and like like fuck with. Like it's just No one like Tommy Lee Jones. Here's the the things that are getting it fours are Erica Laniac's chest and the fact Tommy Lee Jones is trying. Like Steven Seagal is just like he could not be less than he's he's so not present, like, and what he's bringing to the table is terrible and it's he's just boring and, like, his karate's boring everything about it's boring and, and Gary Busey's just a mess and, like, the rest of the cast is terrible, like, Tommy Jones God bless him, is trying like, this is, like, the seeds of him playing Two-Face where he took it a I, little he, too far
0: Yeah, exactly, like, he's wandering into Harvey Dent territory
2: but, like, <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's funny you say that, Sean, because he did remind me a lot of his Two Face uh, portrayal.
0: Yeah, a, yeah, God said it, but I think we're all thinking it.
1: It's it's. I mean, it's a four. It's just like, but this is this is. I would argue this is is this Steven Seagal's biggest movie from a from a financial standpoint. It probably is. How much did Air
0: Force One make? Are you talking about like Steven Seagal vehicles?
1: I mean, I'm talking about Steven Seagal vehicles. Um, I I would assume it's this. It's like I don't think the Glimmer Man outdid this one. <laughs> um, no, probably not. So here we go. Steven Seagal box office numbers. This is fun. Okay. Oh, here we go. He's had 22 leading roles. What do you think his worldwide box office total is for those 22 roles?
2: Uh, five
0: hundred and twenty million uh, dollars. TJ.
2: Yeah God I I'll go six hundred mil.
1: Three quarters of a billion dollars. Jesus Christ. Well, damn near seven hundred and twenty-two million dollars. That's what his twenty-two leading roles have gotten. His biggest, which let's see, as an actor, his biggest worldwide box office is under siege, 156 million dollars. Then executive decision, 122. Then under siege two, dark territory at 104 really oh, executive exactly-
0: decision was the one I
1: was thinking of. Yeah. He's barely in that, yeah. right? He, yeah, he, gets like- blown, he gets blown out of the airlock. That's it's a Michael Douglas movie, I think.
2: Oh, Harrison Ford, isn't it?
1: No, that's Air Force One.
2: Oh, yeah,
0: I got the two movies mixed up.
1: They're the same movie. They are yeah. It,
2: yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, this is his this is this is his biggest domestic and biggest worldwide. 83 domestic, 156 worldwide. This is the peak of his career, and he's
2: awful in it's it crazy he is awful it's crazy how bad he is in this movie
1: like uh I'm trying to think what else is he like and then his his numbers just fall off rapidly like his exit wounds from 2001 Oh, no, that- with dmx
0: that was in the the rap karate uh, yeah. new metal era <laughs> yeah, oh, was, like, yeah.
1: That and, like romeo must die or whatever or oh, uh, kiss uh, of the dragon remember that one yep so, um, yeah, but this is uh, this is it. This is the best thing. This is the best thing he's ever done financially, and he is, awful. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it. it's a it's a four for me, dog. Uh, Chong, I want to hear this. You- hey, wait, stop, stop. Oh. I want T J first because you've never seen it before. So yeah, I want T J first. Okay. with you. I can't uh, believe i have
2: never seen this before. It's like a, a three. Like I, I, I was really bored by it and. Like when I wasn't bored, like I was, I just thought it was actively terrible. Like I don't, (laughs) I don't really think like there's the only thing I enjoyed about the whole movie was how like funny Steven Seagal's terrible acting is and Erica Olenek's like fantastic 90s fake tits. Like, I don't know. It, it reminded me of being like a, a young boy and going through puberty and looking at my stepdad's playboy.
1: This, this, this is like a puberty movie. <laughs> this, is yeah, like a, really a, is. this is like, a oh, like, oh my God, it's violence. Oh my God. There's tits. This is a, like, this is like 13 year old me's wet dream. But like, Oh is, yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's, it, it's like the cliche, like of, that kind of movie right like except there's it's not fun like it's it's got it's It's not it's got violence and tits but it's not fun and the violence isn't like goofy enough or like over the top enough to be entertaining like it's just it's just terrible um and it it feels like it goes on like i said it to sean um when he said he had to watch it in three sittings, it's like this movie's only like an hour and a half long, and it is, it feels like it just goes on and on and on and on. It just never seems to end. And it's just like, you know, enough, enough with this. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Get, out Get out of here. A three. A three for me. This one is total garbage. <laughs> so, Sean. Uh, two points for two tips. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Damn. Oh, I awesome. We're bringing back that old. That was an <laughs> yeah. old <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: I mean that's the only thing that keeps them from getting a zero because this movie is Garbo. Like <laughs> <laughs> legit, I've never had such a hard time watching a movie this short. Yeah, it's at not, least it's Bicentennial Man was like nine hours long. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, it is just there is nothing interesting. It, Tommy Lee Jones is. Trying, but yeah, like other than that, it's like, hey, let's do kind of Die Hard, but you know, boring. And then, hey, let's kind of do Doctor Strange Love, but you know, boring. Like it's
2: just, oh, it, I forgot all about that. I don't think we really talked about that. The like the Doctor Strange Love scenes in like the War Room, and it's like, yeah, I'm going
1: you to can, ask the guy who plays the the guy who plays like the head admiral who's like this is whatever. Is he does he play the admiral in like like in like every other movie? Like he looks super familiar in that role
2: i thought he was the dad from the wonder years for a minute yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah i don't know it's just the action scenes are all boring as piss like the gu- uh, he'll have to call you back he's in a gunfight mr oh, j that. that was so bad it's like who is this broad on my set phone please get off like you know, why are you being so casual about it's, her being on the set phone? Look at this, Ryback. If you don't get up here, we'll drown these men incredibly slowly. Like, it's <laughs> going to take them years to drown them at the rate that they're
1: letting the water into that place. And, you know, I think they teach guys in the Navy how to breathe water. So that was a about- yeah.
0: I- yeah, that's why they're all fishmen. I don't know, man. Like, for this to be, like, the peak... I, I don't know. I guess this is, like, the... Um, I don't know. No, Combat Rock's a good album. What am I... This is like a uh, the cut reload. The no, uh, it's not cut the crap. Uh, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's like load or whatever. It's the the commercial peak, but not far from the artistic peak oh uh, yeah, Steven Seagal. Like it's just bland. It's fucking it's cold oatmeal and cucumber and cottage cheese. Like it's there's nothing to it, and like I could not be less interested.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think That's we right. all can agree with that. Yeah,
0: so my bad.
1: Uh, I was gonna pick what? No Country
0: for Old Men, but I didn't think we'd have anything to talk about.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm still shocked. I'm shocked
0: you hadn't seen this movie up until now. It's fascinating. I feel like I've seen the one where he's on the Indian reservation. Is that the second one with the oil and on shit a train? Oh, okay. Which one's the the Indian reservation oil one? That's um the one on where on deadly fire.
1: ground on deadly yeah. ground where he's like right. He he uses his Eskimo fires to exp- Eskimo powers to explode fires. Oh oh no! Under
0: Siege Two is the one where he like fingered Katherine Heigel when she was eleven, right? Is that the oh, movie? That
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, He already got me, dude. He fucking yeah. he got me, Too'd so hard he fucking moved to Russia. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even kidding. He he ah. was, he was like I think he was in a court case. Because some woman sued him, said that she he kept her like yeah he was he was his, like
0: in his basement or he, some he shit. He was hiring assistants on like Craigslist to keep them as sex slaves.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's oh. fucking like he's like a scumbag. Like a, <laughs> like it's, we goof on the guy, but like he's like a legitimate like awful person. Although
0: he did record that Punani song, which may be my favorite song. I know you love that song. <laughs>
1: Isn't he like James Woods now too? Isn't he like a right wing nut job? Oh yeah. Well, that, he's like yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: He's a super Putin guy. Then I mean, he lives in fucking Russia.
1: I mean, if I'm Steven Seagal and I can like get Vladimir Putin to like, like be all about me, I mean, I'm not faulting him for that. Like, he's probably living like, like
0: a no joke. Steven Seagal is better in um, what's the movie with the exit sign in Ving Rhames? That oh, we watched.
1: Uh, yeah, um, Slappy's. What's it called? Um,
0: yeah, it's called Slappies. Force, force of Execution. He's yeah. better in that, and he's just sitting there talking about all the guns he brought from home with him.
1: Favorite, yeah, this is my favorite M9. You know, it's, it's a good yeah. it's, like
0: uh, He's better in that movie than he is
2: in this movie. Agreed. Uh, yeah. All right, so whose pick is it next week? Is it mine? It can be. All right, it's mine. We're watching The Hunted, 2003's The Hunted. Cool. Maybe another slow knife fight? <laughs> directed by William Friedkin. Oh, shit. Now I'm in. I didn't realize he directed it. It's him and it's Tommy Lee Jones and Benicio del Toro. And Tommy Lee Jones is the same character as he was in The Fugitive. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Sh- shared universe fugitive movie. I had no idea. I'm in big time, man. It's available, <laughs> yeah. and it's available on Prime. Apparently, I thought, the,
1: I thought the hunted. I remember watching The Hunted. I thought it was like basically it was just first it's like blood. another it Rambo. It was first blood, but yeah, but this was told from Troutman's perspective. Like it's.
2: I think it might be it might be another story written by the guy that wrote Rambo, if I'm not mistaken. Could be. David Morrell. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: yeah, this is uh, OK. Let's do this okay. now. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah, that's what we're watching next week. Uh, the Hunted 2003's The Hunted. So uh, that's the show. So right. don't don't go watch Under Siege. Uh, and eat your own ass If you want to hear me ramble about The Last of Us 2 You can go listen to that I, I posted a little podcast about that uh, And uh, I just got an email from Elliot So there will be a new inept super Villains Probably when this show gets uploaded So anyway Listen to all that stuff You guys have a good night and suck my dick A
0: lot oh. of oh, bitch
1: A lot of just tell me that
2: Just send me that
1: What is that? that?
2: This is a seal magnaphone. It's uh, an MX 2020. It's a secure satellite uplink.
0: Like a car phone.
2: Yeah, something like that.
0: Make sure. Excuse me, Admiral. This is hot.
2: You know Casey Ryback?
0: Chief Ryback? Yes, sir. He's top hand in the teams. Should we add him on this
1: mission? Maybe we can. He just reached us on the SEAL's magnaphone. He's on the Missouri. What? All right, listen to this. Everyone listen up. Affirmative. Roger that. Can you estimate the size of the force we're dealing with here?
2: I'd say about 30, sir.
1: Affirmative. We're waiting to pass you through to Captain Garza. Stand by.
2: How do we know he's not working for him?
0: Hey, I'll guarantee Chief Ryback. He's a good guy. Wait a minute. We're not going to take the chance. Don't tell him anything about our response. Chief Ryback, Captain Garza.
2: Glad you're there, Captain.
0: What we want you to do at
2: this point is just
0: continue to feed us on-site intel. Nick,
2: this man may be crazy, but he's a professional. I mean, they're manufacturing some kind of a railing system to offload the Tomahawks. And believe it or not, the Exos in with them.
0: Commander Krill's involved? Admiral, that means they control the ship.
2: Holy God. Uh, Chief Ryback, this is uh, Admiral Bates speaking. Sir. I want you to coordinate your efforts with us. You understand that? And I want you to keep cool and wait for the strike team. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. I I better get off, sir, before they pick up the signal. Get back to us
1: in half an hour.
2: Roger that. You're not a cook. Yeah, well... I also cook. Get your stuff.
1: He had an extremely distinguished career until Panama, when most of his SEAL team was killed due to poor intelligence
0: at the airport. Ryback's a warrior. He's the best there is. When he got back from Panama, he punched out his officer in charge. Captain Adams took him aboard Missouri as his personal
1: cook so he could finish out his 20. Hold it, hold it now, just hold it. What if this Toad Swyback, or whatever the hell his name is, what if he's right... And the missiles are offloaded before the SEAL team gets there. There is no way for Mr. Stranix to get past us. We have AWAC surveillance and the SOSA system out of Honolulu tracking every ship and sub at sea. And they leave the Missouri there not Well, how do we know that Honolulu isn't his next target, huh?
0: Tell me that!